Welcome to Cool Explorations. I'm your host, Tony Peters. Today we're going to be talking to Dorsey Ross of Dorsey Ross Ministries, and he's going to be telling a little, us a little bit about Apert Syndrome and uh, what kind of surgeries he's had, things he's had to deal with as a result of Apert Syndrome, as well as uh, what life was like growing up with it. Uh, and I think there's a lot we can learn from this and draw from it in terms of our walk with, with Christ and our trials that we go through and how Christ helps us get through these. And what the verse that he has chosen is Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. And it's such a great verse uh, when used in its proper context. Hello and welcome to Cool Explorations. I am your host, Tony Peters. Today we have Dorsey Ross of Dorsey Ross Ministries on. And uh, you can find him at DorseyRossMinistries.com. And I'll have a link to that in the description. Uh, why don't you start by introducing yourself and telling us a little about who you are. Well, Pete, uh, don't, Tony, thank you very much for having me on your call today. I greatly uh, appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. I am Dorsey uh, Ross. I originally was born and raised in Queens, New York. And in November of 2020, I moved down to uh, Westchester, Pennsylvania. I my dad lives uh, with me. So we, he uh, he and I are living in the same apartment in PA. I am a podcaster. I am a minister, and I travel around and speak and share what you know God has done in my life. I am also an author. <clears throat> of the book, uh, Overcomer, which is my autobiography about my life and about what, you know, again, what God has done in my life. And I just, you know, love sharing my story and love sharing what God has done in my life. Yeah, and I think it's fantastic to to reflect on, on the different blessings God's given us at different points. Um, because I know our lives can have so many struggles and sometimes we get so down focusing on those things rather than on some of the positives that that go on. And God gives us many, many blessings, even in our trials. And I think that ties right into your testimony, which is fantastic. So why don't you tell us your testimony about your journey with um, from childhood to and how God has kind of been working through your life uh, up to now? Yeah, I was born uh, with a birth defect called Aplet syndrome, which is a birth defect of the hands and the face. And when I was born, my forehead was pushed outward, my eyes and nose were pushed back into my head, and my fingers and toes refused to get at me. I had no individual movement of them. And this is a, you know, skeletal um, physical disability, you know, conformity of the face and hands and everything. And, you know, I was born in uh, 1977. So back then they didn't have the, the testing and the technology like they do today to, you know, test for birth defects or, excuse me, test for abnormalities, you know, with genetics and all that stuff. So I was, you know, I was really the surprise of the family um, when my mom was giving birth to me because they, my mom was old and my dad, they were both older in age. 
my mom was 41 and my dad was 45 when they had me. So they didn't, you know, they weren't really even expecting to have another baby or have another child with, you know, to begin with. So when I was born, the doctors had rushed me off to examine me, and they didn't even, you know, allow my parents to see me or to hold me initially. And, you know, they examined me, looked me over, um, did what they had to do, and they came back in to where my parents were, and they said to my parents, you know, look, you know, we don't think that your son is going to survive. He has no sore spot and no skull opening, which allows the brain to grow and allow the brain to function normally. And because of this, I would eventually become brain dead. And <clears throat> so the doctor said, well, the best option that we can give to you is, you know, we can allow you to sign the paper over and to, in, uh, you know, initially put him into a institution. And, you know, probably, eventually I will probably die. And thankfully, because my parents were both saved and both knew and trusted in God and knew that God had a, you know, believed that God had a plan and purpose for my life, they said, well, you know, we can't, we can't do that. We can't put him away. We're not going to put him into any type of institution. And they decided that they would, you know, take me home and see what God would do with me. And they had heard initially from a um, nurse in the hospital where I was born in, in New York that doctors at Colonial Presbyterian Hospital in New York City were doing operations on babies like myself. And she said, you know, why don't you take him then? See what God will, you know, see what, you know, the doctors can tell you and see what, you know, type of prognosis they can give to you. And they did. And the doctors there said, well, you know, if he has the operation to open the skull and to allow his brain to grow and allow his brain to function normally, then he'll survive. He'll have, you know, difficulties that he'll have to overcome and obstacles that he'll have to face, but he'll, he'll survive. And I had my first of many operations at six weeks of age to wow. open the skull and to allow my brain to grow and allow it to function, you know, as normally as, you know, as it, as it could be. <clears throat> and even, that, even at that time, the doctors, either at that hospital or, you know, maybe down the road a while, you know, even told my parents that, they didn't think I would live past the age of 18. Yeah, this is a very rare, you know, birth defect. Even today, you know, I know several people on Facebook and different groups that, you know, um, who have this disability 
you know, they say that they go to doctors and doctors are like, you know, what is, you know, what is aplet syndrome? I never, I never heard of it before. You know, I've had that experience as well, where I would walk into a doctor's office, you know, and they'd be like, well, what is your disability? I'm like, well, it's aplet syndrome. He's like, well, tell me about it. You know, they had, they would have no idea what, what it is. And over my lifetime, I've had 68 operations to, you know, reconstruct my face and to be able to separate my fingers. And that all, you know, happened probably between the age of six weeks to about when I was about 16 years old was really the last major operation that I that I had. I had another one in, when I was attending Bible college, but that was because I fell and, and broke my arm. And because of the way my arm was, I can't stretch them out all the way. And and they had to put a pin in my arm and, you know, to put it back into back into place. And even to this day, I still have that ping in my arm because I just, you know, a few months ago, went to the doctor and had to get it, you know, echoing. And they're like, oh, you have a ping in your arm. I was like, yeah, I know. I fell and broke my arm. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so growing up, you know, difficult, you know, for me with getting bullied and getting made fun of and picked on and, you know, called names like monster and, and freak. You know, not only from adults, but I mean, not only from kids, but adults as well. You know, get the stares and the points and, you know, laughter and bickering and things of that nature. Yeah. And, you know, there were times in my life when I, when I wondered, you know, what is God's plan for my life? What does God have in store for me, you know? And, you know, the, you know, I always had, to, I sometimes had the thought of ending my life and just, you know, giving up and quitting. Because life was difficult. Life was hard, you know, having to go through the operations and going through the, you know, the being bullied and being made fun of and, you know, not having the, you know, enough friends that I, you know, that I had and, what not feeling. You know, but as I got older, I started to realize, you know, <clears throat> who I was in God and that I was his masterpiece, that he created me this way inside my mother's room and that he made me this way for a reason and a and a purpose. And as I started to get older, as we all do, we start to think about, you know, what will we do in as a adult? Will we go on to college? Will we, you know, go to trade schools or, you know, will we just go home and get a normal everyday job, you know, whatever that might look like. And I started to think about the same thing. I started to, you know, 
what I wanted to do would I be a you know go back and you know get back and become a nurse or you know as all most boys do you know go through sometimes nowadays they want to become the next sports athlete <laughs> and yeah. you know and you know I wanted to become a lifeguard and all these things and as I got older I you know started to you know, because I went started going to church and I, I grew up in the church and I gave my life to Christ at the age of thirteen and I started to attend the the youth group in my church. And as I got older I started to become a, a leader and I started to, you know, minister to them and speak into their life and encourage them and I enjoyed that I liked that and I started to feel maybe that's what you know the call of God on my life was to you know speaking to them and to minister to you to them and I even had you know this one leader in the group in the youth group say to me Dorothy I see you traveling around the country hearing your story of what God has done in your life. And at that point, you know, that wasn't really even an idea in my head. I, you know, my idea was becoming a, a youth pastor. And back then, my speaking impediment, you know, what was maybe even a little worse than what it is now, I mean, now it's a little bit better, but so, you know, I wasn't thinking that this guy at 19 or 20 going into, you know, community college and then eventually Bible college would eventually come out and start traveling the world sharing his story. I, I thought I would become a, a youth pastor. And so I just said to him, all right, that's nice. You know, thank you very much. Thank you for the for the compliment. And long story short, I went to community college. And the first couple of weeks in community college were very difficult for me, as well as, you know, school, you know, school my whole life was difficult for me. You know, math was difficult. You know, learning was difficult. You know, tests were difficult for me. And so the first couple of weeks were difficult for me. And I was wondering, you know, is this something that, you know, God wants me to do? And I remember going back and talking to my mom about it. And she said, well, you know, if you, you why don't you take it a few more weeks? And see what happens, and if it gets worse, or if you don't feel comfortable doing it, then we can, you know, <clears throat> talk about you possibly doing something else. And I did, and I found out that they had a Chi Alpha Christian Club, including Chi Alpha Christian Club, on that campus, which is a weekly Bible study. And, you know, from that time on till, you know, four years later when I graduated, I still struggled and I still 
you know, failed, you know, certain classes and how to retake certain classes and everything, how to get accommodation to take certain tests. But I felt more a piece at it, uh, you know, about being there. And then before joining that Bible study, then, you know, then meeting these people that would eventually come in and be a part of my a part of my life and even be a part of the, the ministry that I do now. And even after going through four years of community college, I still felt like God wanted me to go on to Bible college. And in 2002, in December 7, 2002, I got a call from my sister that my mom had passed away. And, you know, for the, <clears throat> for the years after my mom passed away, I was able, on May 5th, 2005, I was able to cross the stage to receive my bachelor's of arts degree in youth ministry. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. And I love hearing about how even though you had difficulties, God was there and he still brought you through these things and helped you get through these and helped you find a Bible study. And I, I love my own Bible studies that, that I do and the groups that I'm with, because it just, it does help you grow spiritually. Right. And it is so important uh, to be equipping us and building us up so we can, we can go out and be effective in ministering to other people. So I, I absolutely love uh, hearing that included in your testimony and you spoke of uh, some of the surgeries that go along with, with Apert syndrome. Uh, what exactly did, were these surgeries? You spoke about, you spoke about them separating the, the fingers in your, um, your fingers. Uh, what do all these surgeries look like for you? And what was that time in the hospital that you spent? Cause you spent a lot of time in the hospital, obviously. What was that? Did. What was that like for you? You know, it was difficult. Um, I, I don't remember the most amount of time, but it was at least a week at, at, you know, maybe more, minimally a week, maybe more at times that I spent in the hospital to, to do these operations. You can't see it as much anymore because they were able to bring it uh, closer together. But I used to have a score from one year to the other year where, you know, I don't want to get too crude, but <laughs> where they would, you know, open up my skull and, you know, like, I don't know how to explain it or what exactly they did, but they would, like, bring the forehead forward and, you know, reconstruct the face and do all these operations. And, at, you know, at times I had my core wired you know, broken and grow wired a couple of times because they would take the grow, you know, bring that forward as you grow and you got older. They had to, you know, to do that a couple a couple of times. And, you know, with separating my fingers, they would go in and, you know, find, you know, new skin on my body somewhere to, you know, to put new skin on my, my fingers. And they would, you know, separate separate them and everything. And 
you know, what, you know, those types of operations. So it was tough. It was painful at times as, as well. And I remember this one time, I don't remember quite vividly anymore, but I remember my mom one time with the skull operation, I would go in and I remember walking in, it was like the playroom or something in the hospital. And I remember looking in the mirror and the you know, I started crying. <clears throat> and my mom told me that I started crying because I had no hair on my head because they had shaved, you know, they had shaved it all off. And, you know, I, I guess in my mind, you know, as young as I was, I didn't understand. And I didn't realize that my hair would eventually, you know, grow back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, as someone who's been in the hospital a fair bit, I I, I can definitely uh, empathize with you with hospital. I, I can't stand hospitals now just because uh, I, I, yeah, it takes a lot to get make me go into an emergency room or whatever because I, I just, I don't want them to be like, oh, you're staying because it's like I'm sick and tired of being in the hospital. Right. <laughs> Well, as many times as I was, not even for an operation, but just in the ho- in the emergency room, like you're saying, in, in the emergency room, because I, you know, I would fall and you know scrape my, you know, break my arm or you know hit my head and whatnot. And I was in the hospital. I'm surprised, you know, nobody called like CPS on my on my parents. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and uh, yeah, it's. It- Hospitals can be, they're a great thing. It's just when you're in them a lot, it can be very yeah. frustrating. Uh, and you talked about some bullying that went on in in school and growing up. Uh, and I know bullying is a huge topic. And uh, so we'll just briefly touch on that. Uh, what was it like having other kids or adults making fun of you just because of the way you look? Uh, what, what was that like emotionally and and yeah, it, yeah it was you. it was hard, you know, it was it was definitely difficult to to deal with, you know. It still is a little, you know, difficult to to deal with at times. You know, I, I mean, I'm getting into that in case they listen to it later. But anyway, it's difficult to you know to listen to it and and to. And not to listen to it to to deal with it, you know, it's difficult to to deal with it and it gets into your mind and it starts to, you know, wonder, you know, it starts to make your mind think, well, what do other people think about me? You know, what are other people saying about me when I'm not around? As I as don't and you get older, it doesn't happen as much, you know, but the you're so ingrained with the bullying and whatnot, you know, from your younger years, you still you carry that you carry that with you. You know, mm-hmm. it's your baggage that you carry with you probably throughout your whole life that you that you deal with. But as I, you know, going back to what I said earlier, I had to learn that it's not what other people think that that counts if what you know God said what God says about you that that counts exactly. and he says that you know you are his masterpiece that you you were created in his 
<clears throat> in your mother's room. That you know, that's what that's what counts, and that's what we should focus on. Exactly, and God loves everyone, no matter what your disability is, no matter what your creed, color, race. He doesn't care about any of that. But what matters is that he loves you just the way you are. And I love that you, the way you put it as a masterpiece, because yeah, he thinks of us all as masterpiece. And uh, it, it's important to, to remember that and not necessarily focus on the negative, but focus on, on that positive that God loves us no matter what, and he'll never let us go. He, he wants us in his life and he right. wants to be a part of our lives. How now looking back, how can you see God using using you and being at work throughout your each step of your journey? I think God used me by, you know, helping me to encourage other people and inspiring other people, especially in my adult life, by traveling around and and speaking and, you know, sharing my story and sharing what, you know, what God has done in my life and just, you know, allowing me, allowing others to see that I don't have any, you know, I try not to limit myself in what I do, you know. That's why that Bible verse, Philippians 4.13 is, you know, one of my favorite verses. It says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. You know, I don't want to take it out of the context, but I think when in God's will and in, in, his, in his will and his plan for our lives, he will give us the strength to do what it is that God wants us to do for our lives. Yeah, and I love that you say in context because so many people do take that verse out of context, but that's the exact context that that is meant by that verse is through God's will, we can do all things and he will give us the strength to do all things to public speak, which is something I'm going to have to get used to here uh, coming up as I know I'm going to be getting into a lot more of that, but it's taking me out of my comfort zone. And that's, that's something God has this tendency to do. Be like, you're in your comfort zone. Let's, let's get you out of your comfort zone. Let's push you a little further. And and I see that with, with you, with your public speaking and stuff like that. And with my own having to get used to public speaking, it just, God just slowly just pushes you out of your comfort zone, but he gives you the strength to do it. Right. So I, I love that. And uh, it is just so important to remember in each of our lives that he, will give us the strength he'll be there for us at each stage of the the way uh and i think that is fantastic and i i love what you're doing at dorsey ross ministries uh what's the purpose of your ministry and uh, how did that all come about yeah that that came about as i got got out of bible college i you know wanted to become a youth minister and i went on several interviews and each interview really ended in a, you know, either a roadblock or just hitting a brick wall where, you know, no one would really give me a call back and say, hey, you know, we're going with 
Cone Co. Or Kai, you know, mm. we're not gonna hire you at this point. And <clears throat> so I started to, you know, think about, you know, really what it, what is it that God has for me? And like, I always knew that He had something in store for my life. And during the uh, outreach event at my church back home in New York, they were giving an, um, people an opportunity to share their story. So I went up to the pastor, I was like, hey, you know, I'll be willing to share my story if if that's okay with you. And they're like, yeah, we'll, you know, put something together, we'll do a video and everything. And they did, and, you know, at this outreach event, they gave me like 10 minutes to speak and they showed my video and during this time I just felt in my spirit that you know God was like hey you know this is what I have for you I want you to send this out to different churches and see what you know see what will will happen so I got the permission of the pastor and permission of the the um head you know, person in my denomination for that, for the district. And I started calling, you know, churches, you know, New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and they would allow me to send them my information. They said, you know, a lot of, some of them said, no, you know, some of them said, yeah, we'll have you to come and, and speak. And from that time on, it steamrolled. And, you know, obviously 2020, 2021, very hard and difficult. And, you know, it's starting to pick back up a little bit, but it's, you know, what I do is I just, you know, go in, for, at least for the first time they have, they have me, I go in and share human testimony of what, you know, of what God has done in my life. Yeah, and it's it's interesting how God just pushes people into ministry and it's like I'm going to use you in this way and ministry looks like a lot of different ways for different people we've all got different gifts and sometimes we discover we have gifts that we didn't know we had yeah like, like public speaking right so I find that very interesting um, how God is just constantly helping us grow and revealing parts of us that we didn't necessarily know we had or that we're a part of us and God's just like I gave you this gift. Yeah. Let's, let's use this. Right. Uh, what advice would you have for those who are dealing with seemingly hopeless health issues? Uh, I know this is a message a lot of people really need to hear. Yeah. I would just encourage them, you know, not to, not to give up, you know, not to lose hope, to know that, you know, first of all, God is our healer and that, he can heal us again in his in his will and in his plan for our life and just to keep going every day, every day that we get up, you know, be positive about that and know that, hey, I have another day here on this earth to encourage somebody, to, you know, support somebody, to Give somebody a smile that maybe may need that may need that smile for that for that day. 
yeah and hope and encouragement that's that that's huge in, in in the society especially where so many people feel hopeless whether they have health problems or not it's just people just have gotten to the point where it's just like i feel hopeless and so that message of hope uh, and encouragement and through god we can have that hope jesus christ came and saved us he, and so we can we can garner hope from that that he can use us he loves us no matter what and uh he has that ability to turn us into whatever he wants us to be and that looks like something different for everybody so thanks for coming on and sharing dorsey i really, really appreciate it thank you for having me thank you for listening to cool explorations you've just heard dorsey ross uh, dorsey ross ministries talk about his testimony and how god has brought him through apert syndrome and gotten him through many many surgeries that he's dealt with as a result of apert syndrome and what his experience has been like as well as uh, you know how god has worked through it and used him despite apert syndrome and it's so important for us to remember this and remember the verse that he uses philippians 4 13 i can do all things through him who strengthens me if you would like to reach me for any reason, you can do so at tpeters745 at gmail.com.